Do you have a tricky work problem that you need to solve? I have a great podcast recommendation for you featuring a pair of expert women. Whether you're just starting your career or a seasoned professional, check out Fixable, a podcast from TED. Hosted by Harvard professor Frances Fry and her wife, leadership coach Ann Morris, the brilliant duo provide honest, actionable advice to help you navigate everything from a gaslighting manager to returning to work after parental leave. They'll leave you feeling empowered and ready to act. Listen to Fixable wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody, and happy holidays. I'm so excited for today's Best of Bossed Up series. As we continue down the month of December, today's episode is one of those little best practices that can make a huge difference in your job search, especially if you find yourself interviewing for a new opportunity in the new year. I am constantly referring folks to this blog post and this episode, and then hearing back from people, including many of you listeners, who have genuinely put this to good use for yourself, who have made this work for you and your career. So I'm so excited for you to take a listen to today's boss tip. And then hopefully I'll be hearing from even more of you who've put it to work for your job search. All right, let's jump right into how to seal the deal in your next interview. I remember the interview that first landed me in a leadership position like it was yesterday. Picture this. I'm 21 years old, stuck in a paid summer internship in a corporate office two months after my college graduation at the height of the Great Recession. In short, I was not feeling my career path at the time, and opportunities seemed few and far between. So you can imagine my absolute delight when a chance encounter with a senior leader of the brand new Obama administration's grassroots army, Organizing for America, or OFA, had turned into landing an interview for state director of Rhode Island, the state where I just spent four years getting my education. The title would be a huge bump from intern, and I would be tasked with essentially building and managing an organization of volunteers from scratch. It was a daunting task, no doubt, but one that I was chomping at the bit to try. I had no idea how I'd do it, but I knew if I could just land the job, I could figure out the rest as I went. I wanted this job so bad, I was shaking with nerves and excitement as I paced back and forth in the kitchen of my summer sublet, a two-bedroom apartment I shared with three other ambitious interns that summer. I was so geeked out, I retreated to my sublet to take the interview over my lunch break. I was doing jumping jacks to expel some of my pent-up energy when the phone finally rang. Fortunately, I remembered the sage advice someone had once told me about standing up when taking an interview over the phone because it makes you come across as more self-assured, even when you're as nervous as I was that day. I'd practiced my pitch, prepared meticulously by learning everything I could about the regional director who was interviewing me. And of course, I familiarized myself with the organization's efforts. Everything was going well in the interview when I remembered a line my old public speaking professor had once taught me. The class was actually called Persuasive Communication, and it was one of those life-changing courses that just forever impacts the way you see the world. It was a four-hour seminar twice a week, and it was so in demand that she had a waiting list that took years to get through, filling the class with mostly seniors on the cusp of entering the workforce. 
I now realize what a gift that truly was because she armed us with the tools to advocate for ourselves right when we needed it most. And it was really based on using these tried and true techniques of storytelling and persuasion that date back to Aristotle. The line she'd taught us was a doozy, and it wasn't to be used lightly. If delivered half-heartedly, you ran the risk of coming across as phony or flippant. But if you really wanted the job, and in this case, I really wanted it, it was the kind of line that seals the deal. So at the very end of the phone call, I thanked my interviewer for her time and said in the most stone-cold, serious tone I could muster, if given the opportunity, I will not let you down. It felt at the time like such an over-the-top exclamation that I had to literally bite my fist afterwards to keep me from babbling nervously with an apology or just laughing out loud at myself. I think I might have even heard a chuckle on the other end of the phone, but listen, it was well worth it because that interview quickly turned into a formal job offer less than 24 hours later. That line is one hell of a closer that not only landed me my first ever real job out of college with a title jump that went from intern to state director, but I've since seen it work for countless others, including Brad the Boo, in his most recent job search when he found his dream employer out here in Denver and was interviewing over the phone from D.C. Just remember, a line like that has great power, so use it responsibly. Don't say it unless you mean it, but know that if you're really willing to lay it all out there in an interview for your dream job, this is a line that you should absolutely put to work. Practice saying it out loud without immediately laughing at yourself for bordering on cheesy, and it'll help you deliver the line with the gravitas it needs when the time comes. And if you give it the opportunity, it will not let you down. If you do put this line to work, you better let me know how it goes for you. Share your experience in the comments of this episode at bossedup.org slash episode 09 or in the Bossed Up Courage community on Facebook. I'd love to hear how this boss tip works for you. 